As they summoned the courage to dive, they heard the sound of footsteps in a nearby tunnel. Quick! Jacken's voice was suddenly hoarse. He plunged the torch into the water, and as it sizzled out, they were left in the half-shadows of the reflecting lake. Aki waded in first, the hatchling clutched to her breast. Jacken gave Oracle a shove with his shoulder against her flank, and she followed Aki into the shallows reluctantly. Jacken entered the lake last, careful not to let his head get wet. He whispered to Aki, Comfort the little one, but hold on tight. Once we go under, she won't be getting any sendings from you and might panic. Take a deep breath when I tell you to and hold your nose. Aki shifted the hatchling to her right arm and put her left hand up to her face in preparation. Good. Once we're under, I'll grab the back of your shirt and tow you along. You won't have to do anything but hold on to the hatchling. And don't breathe. I trust you, she whispered back. He turned to the dragon. Open thine eyes underwater and swim toward the light. I cannot command thee under the water, nor can any man. She answered him with a flash of color. Freedom awaits thee outside, my beauty. There are no blood rites there. Thee shall birth thy hatchlings and live to see them fly. Hmm? Jacken, Aki hissed. She doesn't know what you mean. Cave females never get to fly. Well, they've seen the wild males flying, haven't they? He sent Oracle a picture of a male dragon in the sky, circling a female below. That is flying, my beauty. Hmm. The running footsteps got nearer, honing in on the sendings, and the first tentative feelers from the searchers drifted into their minds. Take a deep breath, Aki. Now, Jacken said, dive! The dragon went first, her tail whacking the water with a sound as loud as a thunderbolt, drenching them in the process. Aki was next, taking a noisy breath and ducking under. Jacken followed immediately, grabbing a handful of her shirt back. With a powerful kick, he began to tow her down toward the inviting green and gold light. As he swam, Jacken felt as if he were moving slowly through a nightmare. Each stroke seemed to take forever. Glancing back, all he could see of Aki was a dark, amorphous figure. He hoped she was still holding the hatchling because he couldn't tell. Her dead weight slowed his progress. By the time they'd come to the light-colored water, he was practically out of breath, and he knew there was still a long passage under rock before he could start toward the surface again. Ahead of him, the green-gold light suddenly went dark and he felt the cold water chill his bones. For a second, he considered surrendering himself to the cold. All he needed was one quick intake of breath, and the aching in his chest and lungs would be gone forever. Then he thought about Sasha and Sargon and Hart's blood. They flashed across his thoughts like pictures on a screen. At that very moment, the light returned full force, and he saw the outline of a tail moving ahead of him. Oracle's enormous body had been blocking the light. He'd known it subconsciously, and that was why he'd thought about the other dragons. Relieved, he kicked his feet extra hard and surged forward, ignoring the fact that he'd no breath left, that he couldn't feel his towing arm, that his ears were popping. He kept swimming, because it was the only thing he could do, for Aki and the hatchling and himself. 
And then he was past the rocky overhang and into the pulsing light, bursting up into the air, sobbing and gasping at the same time. Already on the rock ledge, Oracle was shaking herself all over, spraying the cave with water and rainbows.